0: How many times have you either thought or said, move a little faster, why don't you? A good story takes us on a journey. It reminds us of where we've been and shows us where we could go. A good story makes us feel and inspires us to act. Welcome to the Good Story Podcast, where everyday stories that make you laugh, cry, or feel slightly uncomfortable will leave you inspired as Kirsten King tells true stories and teaches truth. would be lying if I said I didn't think this every single day at some point or other. I feel like I can't help it. It's not a thought I choose. It, it just rears its ugly head way too often. Person, drive faster. Person, check out the grocery store faster. Person, talk faster. Kirsten, move faster. Person, making pizzas, go faster. Just last week, we went to a beautifully newly redone eating area at one of our local malls. We had just finished seeing Mary Poppins with a number of our kids and our grandkids and decided to walk over to get something to eat after the movie. We divided ourselves up and ordered a few things from a few of the places that we were going to share with one another. I placed my sweet potato tater tots order and walked away as I saw the worker finishing up some chore he was doing before he was planning on dropping the tater tots down in the fryer. I thought, just walk away and it won't bother you. I walked over to where my husband was standing by the pizzas. I saw four pizza pans with dough lined up on the counter. There were two workers behind this counter, one doing sauce, one doing toppings. The person spreading the sauce scooped it out so carefully with its ladle, turned the ladle upside down, shook the ladle just ever so gently, making sure every last drop would make it out of the ladle and then he would spread it around very carefully very exactly very slowly like I would want to hire this guy to paint my house he wouldn't even need to tape around the corners the next guy the toppings guy was not any better at first I was feeling sorry for him because it looked like he had injured one of his arms he picked up a couple sausages with his left hand placed them carefully like three seriously three sausages onto this sauce masterpiece Then he'd reach in and grab three more. And he did three more. I turned and asked my husband how many toppings we ordered. Okay, I decided this is going to take way too long. Thankfully, I thought, well, it's a 90-second wood fire oven. I walked away as I saw the toppings guy adjust his hat with his other arm that seemed to work perfectly fine. At this moment, I wanted to suggest how maybe he could try six sausages at a time instead. But like I said... I took a deep breath, and I walked away. I walked over to the place where we were going to order salads. One of my sons and I waited in line for a while where it looked like a person should wait to order a salad. But nobody was there. After a bit, I walked around the L-shaped counter, went straight, turned to the left, and saw there was a register with somebody standing there. So I asked the worker standing by, is this where I'm supposed to order salads? She was like, no, smoothies you order salads by the salad counter. To which I replied, okay, yeah. Yeah, I thought that at first too, but we've been standing there for a while and nobody came. So then I thought, well, maybe I'm at the wrong spot. She was like, you're not. Okay. So I walked back to the salad sign where my son was saving our place in line. It was the two of us and one other lady behind us. I'd like to add, there was also nobody ordering smoothies. We waited for maybe another 30 seconds or so, and then someone came out from the back, sauntered over to the smoothie worker, greeted her, and looked around for a minute. He looked straight ahead. He looked to his left. He did not look to his right, where he would have seen the three of us. I heard the smoothie person say, Hey, dude, I think you have some people wanting to order salads. He sauntered over while slowly putting on his gloves. Hey, guys, how's it going? Good, I lied. I looked at my son. The worker looked at him as well. What can I get ya? And the ordering began, and the putting the greens and other ingredients into the big silver bowl continued with a flourish. Everything slowly, carefully placed. It did look delicious. My mouth was watering. He eventually finished putting the ingredients together and started spinning it around. He gave it one spin and another spin and another spin. Eventually, he took the salad out, put it into a bowl, and sauntered back to me and began the process all over again. Halfway through my order, the smoothie girl came over. I guess nobody's coming for a smoothie for a while, so I can probably help, she said, and she took the woman's order who was behind us. My son's salad was done. My salad was now done, but now there was nobody working at the register. Our guy took his gloves off but gave directions to the woman who wasn't used to making salads. After way too much time, they were done. As I was eventually paying, a third person, a manager, a rah, rah, rah kind of person, emerged from the back. She was clearly the person in charge. She looked at her employees and she's like, Hey, guys, how's it going? Woo! To which they responded, Great, we did a really good job right now handling a rush. Rush? Three people does not a rush make. But I guess three is more than one which reminds me of my final story. One afternoon, I was driving to watch one of my kids play in a basketball game. I left with plenty of time under normal circumstances, but traffic was heavier than I expected, and I found myself in more of a rush than I anticipated. I got to the intersection where I knew I would peel off for a second to grab some McDonald's for dinner. I looked at my clock and figured, oh, I'll have just enough time to grab and go. As I exited and drove toward the restaurant, I had to kind of go around this uh, driveway into it, and I was able to survey the situation. I could see both inside and outside of the restaurant. I noticed there's one car in the drive-thru. I looked. There's nobody in the restaurant. I'm going in, I thought, and I did. I walked right into that restaurant. I walked right up to the counter where nobody stood behind the register. There were nine workers, but no one at the register. One guy was sweeping. I let him off the hook. Two were at the drive-thru, one with a headset and the other doing drinks. Three workers stood at the ready by the grill. Three more were standing behind the counter, but with their backs to me. One was saying to the other two, Oh my gosh, last week I showed up to work and it wasn't even my shift. I began my internal dialogue of snarky comebacks. I know, how about showing up when it is? Ha! <laughs> Eventually I said, Excuse me, could I order please? Please made me sound polite. My tone perhaps gave me away. One worker said, yeah, as he walked over to the register. I had my order ready. I had the exact change in my hand. I began talking. I'd like a yogurt parfait, a small fry, and a small Diet Coke, please. I was extending my hand with the $3.21, an exact change that I knew I would have to hand over next. I figured this will be my next step. I figured wrong. Instead of telling me my total, he said, can I have your name, please? What? What do you mean? for your order. Can I have your name, please? Okay, Kirsten. He started writing. I looked around me to see if anyone else had entered the store since I had. Nope. Well, I thought it's a good thing he's getting my name then to differentiate my order from nobody else's order. He looked up. Is that a K? like, oh my goodness. Yep. K-I-R-S-T-E-N. K-I, huh? Yep. R-S, okay. R-S- T E N T E N Okay, what did you want again? I sped said my order. Yogurt parfait, small fries, and a small Diet Coke. Yogurt parfait small fries and what to drink? A diet wait wait wait. Is this for here or to go? It's to go. Okay, oh and what to drink? A Diet Coke. What size? A small please. I finished ordering and the stare down began. I paid. He took my money. He stayed positioned at the register. My order slipped on the tray in front of him and pushed slightly to his right. He had hands on either side of the register. We were staring at each other awkwardly, so I eventually took a step to my left to wait directly in front of my tray. I watched the other eight workers to see who was filling my order. Nobody was. I looked at the guy behind the register and said, Is someone going to get those things now then, or what usually happens next? He laughed. Oh my gosh, yeah, those are the things I get. and he reached for a a bag, and he began his work. I decided, I'm just running to the bathroom. I did. I washed my hands. I came back to the counter, and I saw him standing with his back to me, waiting for the fries that someone was just taking out of the fryer. He placed that final item into the second bag. You have to keep the hot and cold items separate, you know. And I kid you not right here. He walked over, paused over my tray, and before setting the two bags down, yelled really loudly, Kristen! I looked at him. I took my bags. I turned and I ran. I literally ran. I was late. I pushed open the door while I was running and digging in my purse for my keys and balancing my bags. I got my keys. I looked up and I saw I was standing in the middle of the kid's playland. Oh, I turned. I exited the playland and I went to the correct exit of the restaurant. As I was leaving, I heard someone laugh and say, she thought that was the exit. Oh my goodness. I am the one who has the right to be irritated. I thought as I hopped in my car and I sped off. Do I though? Maybe, maybe not, but here's the deal. Well, I might think way too often. Could you move a little faster, please, while ordering pizza or salads or McDonald's? That's not the only time I do so. I was texting with a friend this week, and she and I agreed. We sometimes think this way about God, too. Do you? Have you ever wanted to tell God to move a little faster, please? Have you been praying for something for what seems like way too long? Are you afflicted by something or someone and you are ready already for God to do a work and remove the suffering? Are you waiting for a depression to lift or a relationship to work out or a paycheck to start coming again or an illness to resolve? Are you waiting for truth to be heard and acted on? Have you been misunderstood and you are waiting for the clarification to happen? In all of these, we might be tempted to say, God, move a little faster, please. What's super frustrating is when what we want seems so good and so right and like the best idea possible. Here's what I know. And my friend knows, and you should know too, we are all not the only ones who felt this way. And I know that for a fact. David felt this way too. And apparently somewhat often. Listen to Psalm 70, verse five. But I am afflicted and needy. Hasten to me, O God. You are my help and my deliverer. O Lord, do not delay. Listen also to Psalm 40, verse 17. Since I am afflicted and needy, let the Lord be mindful of me. You're my help, my deliverer. Don't delay, O my God. How many of us can relate to this? We want God to do a work. We want him to do a good work. We have a good idea of how he could do that good work. But what do we see? We see nothing. And in this, we start to doubt. We might begin to, what do we doubt? Usually, we are last to doubt ourselves. We don't doubt our good ideas. We don't doubt our timing. We agree with it. We don't doubt our plans. We think they're good. So what do we doubt? Or who do we doubt? We are tempted at these moments to doubt God, which when I really think about it, it doesn't make much sense to me. Because when I look at the two of us, And weigh us against each other. Only one of us comes up eternally wise. Only one of us is faithful and true. Only one of us is all-knowing and all-powerful. One of us is slow to anger and abounding in love. The other is impatient and imperfect. One of us has created the heavens and the earth, the sea, and all that is in it. One of us has created the birds of the air and the creatures of the ground. One of us has made me. And the other one is me. So if I'm going to doubt anyone, experience tells me and the word of God tells me that it should not be God. I should not doubt God. Instead, I should put my trust in him. I should put my faith in the one who is faithful and trustworthy. He wants me to do so because he loves me. He knows he's trustworthy. He knows what he's doing. He's the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. So if I'm stuck in the middle here, wondering what on earth, literally, what on earth is going on, I can trust in the one who holds all of time in his hands, who is before all things and in whom all things hold together, as it says in Colossians 1.17. God can be trusted, my friend, and he is well aware that to us, it seems at times that he is slow which is exactly why Peter wrote in his second book, chapter three and verses eight and nine. But do not forget this one thing, dear friends, with the Lord, a day is like a thousand years and a thousand years are like a day. The Lord is not slow about his promise, as Some count slowness, but is patient toward you, not wishing for any to perish, but for all to come to repentance. The people that Peter was writing to were waiting for Jesus to come back. He said he would. He was here, he lived, he died, he was raised again, and then he ascended into heaven. And as he left, he said, I'm coming back just like I left. And they were wondering when this is going to take place. They were wondering if God was aware that while they waited, his people were suffering and suffering horribly. There was persecution going on under Nero that was horrendous by everyone's standards. God's people were dispersed they were spread throughout the land and Peter wanted to encourage them as they waited on God and his promises he wanted them to remember who God was and what he could do he wanted them to continue to trust in the trustworthy one as they waited for him to act and I want to do that with you my friends I want to encourage you as you wait on God and his promises I want you to remember who God is and what he can do I want you to continue to trust in the only one who is completely trustworthy as you wait for him to act. And I want you to know that as you wait, as you struggle to trust God, as you desire to be a faithful follower, as you desire to rest in him, know that you are loved by an almighty God who has your best life in mind. Know that you are loved by the only one who can know everything completely and will always do exactly the right thing at exactly the right time. Please know that when it seems like a day is a thousand years and you want to scream, could you move a little faster, please? Please know God is working as fast as he should. He sees you in line. He already knows your name. He will never laugh at you when you take her turn. He will not accuse you when you doubt. In your waiting... He is working. Be at rest.